All right, hey guys, uh, we're here in the showroom with a longtime friend of the show, Willie Fritz, who hasn't been on in quite some time. Hey, good hey, to what's, see you. That's yeah. right. Uh, good to see him. He's, you know, he's a busy guy. I hate to bother people. <laughs> I really hate to text people. <laughs> last time I texted you, you didn't get back to me. I think it was last hey. May. I remember I was like, I, I texted and said, hey, you're free for the Zoom show. You never got back to me. Oh, and yeah. I wasn't mad or anything, but it's, I was like, oh, he at least said no. But no, I, was like, it's, oh. it, I mean, I could show you two. <laughs> you're <laughs> Let's, let's did, look it, did it not show the text or did it show no, up in Chinese? No, no, like even, even this to uh, to Mike from the Comedy Cabaret. Yeah, yeah, he just told me. He texted me twice. But, so, yeah, yesterday, where you been? You all right? <laughs> Don't make me come over there on my way home. And then Jason's asking for you. He doesn't have his phone. And then I put a draft. I, I didn't even send it. I'm like, oh, I was going to come by later at 8. Does he need me there now? Not even sent. <laughs> and then the last one, though, to show what, like, I haven't come by in like a month because – he pours too heavy on the drink. I'm like, I'm like, okay. Oh I had four drinks, and then I was just done though. Yeah. And like to the point where, um, I thought I was texting my friend Luke because he's the only one I call. <laughs> from that night, on <laughs> what up, dildo baggins? <laughs> eggplant, star of David. Eggplant, star of David. Eggplant. Um, and that's what I said to the bartender. So, yeah. so I don't know if he's taking that for code. <laughs> yeah, I know. He did bring it up to me to say I said text him twice, but I was like, I don't know. But anyway, so the reason why I wanted to have you on is because uh, I bought a car from Craigslist, and you know, my first car was a pre-owned certified car, yeah. and you know, the, you pay way too much. But the good news is everything's good on the car. You know, yeah, the basics. Yeah. I knew I was going to get scanned, like not completely scanned, but I was still stupid enough to do it. But yeah. I was going to take this car for a job, and it's a 2002 Toyota Avalon. It was 2700 If you look at the Kelly Blue Book, it's, okay. it's a little bit more than it should be. But you saw the car. It's clean. Yeah. Um, there's like no damage on it or anything. Yeah. And I called the guy up, and I thought it was a black guy first. And not to be okay. racist, I was like, oh, I hope, it, I hope I don't get carjacked. It's not going to happen with anybody because I'm, like, I'm going to the bank to take yeah. out $2,700. Right. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. But then when I met the guy, it was a Turkish guy. And, that, and I'm not going to say, when I saw the white guy, I was yeah. like, oh, thank God. But I was but like, what? The, I was like, I thought it was a black guy. I saw the Turkish guy, and you're like, this is even worse. <laughs> I know, it did, because those accents scare me because they always want to sell you. So I go, I go, what made you decide to sell the car? And he was like, oh, my brother wanted something smaller and uh, something bigger. So I decided to uh, go at yeah. this. I'm like, okay, so we test drive. Yeah. It's great. And um, he started – he was talking a lot. He wouldn't let me listen to the transmission. I realized later – some people, what they do is they talk a lot. So you can't hear the transmission. Uh -huh. yeah. And he was putting the sound system. He did put a sound yeah. system. He's like, he's like, let me show you the sound system. He goes, AM and FM. <laughs> Very good, my friend. He put a JBL sound system in there, and he's like, "This is it's the best." And I was like, "Okay, you mind turn it off?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah, sure." And then he was like, "He's like, this car will get you to Florida." And I looked at the odometer; it's two hundred and forty thousand miles on it, right? I don't know a lot about cars, even though Tori's last time I was like, "I don't know about Florida." He goes, "No, I'm telling you." He was like, "If you drive right now, this car will get you to Florida." I like that because you're looking for what, like, a car off market and stuff that you're yeah. pay, paying cash for. Yeah. And uh, for the viewers that, that can't see you now, you have a fugitive haircut. <laughs> like said, you, my friend, look like someone looking to get to Florida. I know. <laughs> so. Pretty much, I, I do want to pay taxes. I mean, yeah, you, know, yeah. you pay a thousand dollars on taxes. And my first story, I had a hundred and sixty-five thousand miles on it, but it was it was it, it ran like new. Yeah. It, was nine, it was nine years old, pre-owned, certified, and the guy did knock a thousand dollars off of it with tax. It was over ten thousand dollars for that car that I had, the, the one you've been in, um, the, the, the first one. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it never gave me a problem though. Everything no. ran good, minor few things. 
So I didn't want to pay tax and deal with payments. And then looking back now, I should have went through a dealership that did the payments, but I was like, I don't want to deal with payments. No, right? yeah. So I bought it off this. So you know, I went to this guy. And then we're driving the car, and he goes, oh, by the way, if the check engine light comes on, don't worry about that. <laughs> now, most people wouldn't buy a car with a check engine light. And it wasn't blinking. It was just on. Yeah, But yeah. still, most people wouldn't buy it. Oh, check engine light, forget. But I'm an idiot. I'm like, okay. And then he tells me, oh, you're going to need a new battery probably soon. Yeah. And I'm like, how could this car make it to Florida when it needs wow. a new battery? Then I see the Costco sign uh, near my thing, and it says, in 2,000 miles, you need new tires. So I'm like, okay, I know I have to put money in this car, yeah. but hopefully it's going to be soon. So I test drive the car. It feels really good. I do like 40 miles per hour. It didn't feel too bad. And I decide, you know what? I'm going to buy it. So he helped me yeah. put the license plate on. He signed the title over to me. Uh-huh. At least he was the original order of the title. Yeah, yeah. And then the check engine light, it, didn't, it wasn't blinking. It was just bothering me. You know, it's, right. you, you ever driven with the check engine light yeah, on? Yeah, because if you don't know the code either too, you're yeah. like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah, and it's not blinking. If it's not blinking, you could probably drive a good who knows how many miles depending yeah. on your car. But I wanted to get it checked out. So I took it to my local mechanic, yeah. and he said um, – I said, when I went fast, it felt kind of shifty. He said, okay. So he did tell me I need a new battery, which the guy told me. And he did tell me I need new tires, which I figured. But what he didn't tell me is there was a front brake leak. And it was only like 100 bucks. Okay. And then the uh, engine had a um, – what you call A Knox yeah. artillery, whatever. It was like 100 bucks. Yeah. And then he's like, that should be good for a while. So, but it still yeah. cost me eight nine hundred dollars with the tires, the battery, and all that stuff. Oh, but I mean, yeah, yeah it's still to have a car under that that price, yeah. not have payments, and that you figure, you know, a few mechanic cost, like even if you spend a thousand dollars at the mechanic, yeah. um, that's not even a year's worth of payments. Yeah. Probably. So the good news is you don't have to do with payments, no. but the bad news, hey everybody, this is a car podcast. Remember we used to do True Life Out There Is with all those topics. We had a poop podcast. Yeah. We had a, this is a car podcast. Everybody, on how to buy a used car. The, the Craigslist. comedy's coming. Stay tuned. <laughs> Just after a word from AutoZone, get in the zone. Yeah. <laughs> so the part, the part that bothers me is when he got out my. So what happened was I gave him the cash. He signed yeah. it over to me, and I drove him home because he was nice enough to help me. I didn't. I I, I could put a license plate on myself, but he put it on for me, and I was yeah. like, all right. I was like, what do you live? Three blocks. Dropped him yeah. on three blocks. And he goes, if you need another car for me, let me know. And then later on, I got pissed because he didn't tell me about the other two things. I was like, why the fuck would I buy a car off this guy? He didn't scan me. Yeah. He didn't tell me about the tires and the, and the battery. Yeah. But it's like he could have fixed – like, I could have said not putting tires in the car. It yeah. cost us $420. Yeah. He could at least fix – the, the ba- he could at least put a battery in the car. Yeah. I mean, would you like it? Would you like it if someone bought a, sold him a car with no battery? Yeah. You know, with a bad battery, he could at least put that. Yeah, in. I get for for the the cost though. It's it's just a matter of like yeah, uh, yeah. I, if you sold anything close to the va- it's it's so many years old and you don't really expect much from it. It's just right. it's a beater, or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, it's good. You got you got something, and yeah. it'll suck to have. The cost of the other stuff, but the, no, not even a guarantee when you get stuff from a dealership because those guys are always like looking to do the commission thing. And then yeah. when you go to a no haggle place like the Carvana, I mean, I would like, never go I to did, a used car. I did, uh, uh, but I, I did, I did car sense. Like that's where I got got mine, and and it's like, yeah, no, because I don't want to haggle. I don't like to argue and be pressured and stuff. So it's like that's the price, fucking fine. Uh, and then and I went there. In like a February, so it got dark early. So I was there at like four o'clock. And it was already sundown. So, and the car handled fine. Had like no mile, twenty thousand miles on it. Wow. And uh, but the issue that I didn't see till the daylight was that there was a bubble on the tire. Mm. And then it's like, well, it's still got the warranty. It's it's the next day. But they're like, oh no, it's like you know. 
bumper to bumper, but the 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 tires aren't really like in it. They're like on the outside of like friggin' liars. And, yeah. So how um, much did you pay for that? So car? then, uh, so that car that was a 2008 in 2012. So it was four years old with uh, twenty thousand, like an ex rental. Um, that was twelve thousand. Okay. Um, and then you uh, financed it, obviously, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then. Uh, and now that's all like it's it's been paid off for for one year, and now all the shit comes. But I have a hundred. Is this the same car you have? Yeah, oh, okay. one hundred fifty thousand miles on it, mm-hmm. so it holds up. But yeah. the uh, like now all the stuff's happened. Like you mentioned, like oh, you don't want the blinking check engine. Like I yeah. got that. Oh, you got that right now. <laughs> you still drive one? Um, well, what happens is it's cold enough now still here to that it's fine in the cold. But when it warms up, if I drive for more than seven miles, the solid light comes on, beep, and it's like check engine, and then the engine, then you start hearing it like, <laughs> and if you if you go and look at the back, it's sputtering like chitty chitty bang bang, like, bah, 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 yeah. and they're like, oh, that's a cylinder misfire. So let's, uh, I think it's, I found a dead spark plug here, so it's this cylinder, and so they replace that for for a hundred. And then it's like still happening, like and again because it doesn't show up right away. They're like, "Yeah, we drove it around for like five miles." I'm like, "It starts at seven. <laughs> and so then, uh, and hell, they can't just put it up on a jack and like put a brick on a pedal. I don't know, like or put it in neutral even because it's just about having the engine. Though. Yeah. But but yeah, I over the over last year, I spent three thousand dollars on repairs on wow. on that car, and it's still not fixed. Even after all of wow. that, every Cylinder um, has had like the spark plugs and the gaskets all replaced and whatever that should do it, but it's still not happening. The radiator was replaced too because it was like it was crazy overheating. I would drive like half a mile and it'd be in the red. So oh. I, I put a shitload into that. And but at the same time, I'm like, instead of just everyone's like, oh, I should just I just get a new one at this point. I'm like, well, the three thousand I would have yeah. had for a down payment right. is spent on repairs. Well, that's so, what that's what I'm saying too. Yeah. So I said worst case scenario, if I have to keep fixing this car, it's going to happen eventually. I don't know if I can make it even in a couple months. Mm-hmm. I said I I should be able to sell it back because the guy only gave me one key, right? And it only cost four dollars to go to a locksmith, right? Uh, to get a, to get a, um, a key made. But here's the problem: for those who don't know, this car does have an alarm on it, but the transponder key, the original yeah. master key. What you have to do is you have to go to Amazon and order it. It's only like, whatever, eight thirteen bucks. And then if you take it to a locksmith, mm-hmm. they're going to charge you anywhere between sixty to one hundred dollars, yeah. most of them, because has a chip on top of it, yeah. to program the car so that way you could put the alarm back on. Mm-hmm. So I was like, do I, what if I pay a hundred dollars for the key and then it doesn't work? I can just buy an alarm on Amazon for a hundred and then pay a deal someone mm-hmm. hundred and fifty to put it in for me. Yeah. Um, so part of me is like. Um, even though the car doesn't have an alarm, I bought a dummy alarm. I don't know what that is. It's um, <laughs> the light on the dashboard. Yeah, blinks. I just put it. I bought uh, for nine dollars yeah. on Amazon. I bought a little dummy alarm. You just put it on your. It's, it's a little thing. Mm-hmm. And you just put two batteries in there. You hit the button and it just blinks. So that way, it gives yeah. me. And I put a club on my car. Even though in my neighborhood, you might think, well, and it's so many nice cars. Maybe those are still this, any car. Why do they steal mine? But my dad's like, put a club yeah. on my car. He just put a club on his. But, but also too, statistically, like the cheaper ones, the ones you think don't have an alarm, they're the ones that people break into because yeah. they, they they're looking to steal a car not get caught <laughs> so I put new caps so I bought I got two new keys for the car and then I was trying to fix the gas uh, to the gas door 
I think that's why the check engine light's on. It's get uh, it's kind of uh, faulty, whatever. So I put a new gas cap on. That wasn't the issue. Mm-hmm. Then this little spring. I don't know if you know. There's a spring that clips inside. It, it connects. It, it's way closes the door. It's oh, a okay. spring inside. Yeah. yeah. So I bought a new that. That wasn't the issue. And now the thing's still not working. So I'm putting money into this car. I'm spending yeah, all this money yeah, on parts. Yeah. And now I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to drive the check engine light yeah. on. As long as it doesn't like blink, I'm good. Yeah. But I'm afraid to do an open mic too because most of these open mics are an hour outside the city. Yeah. And now I'm afraid if I go like an hour. If the thing's going to, like, not break down, but if I have some trouble. Yeah, because... But I can always call AAA, I guess, but I'm... Because in the beginning of 2020, um, like, about a mile from here, you know, the Viberry Bridge and stuff, um, I hit a pothole on that and just completely blew out the tire and had to... There's no shoulder. And you have to go past the the postal center and stuff. Still no shoulder, no no lots of turning for oh, okay. a quarter mile. So I drove on the rim for a quarter mile <laughs> till till I could pull into a lot, and then try and find a tow place. Which they're like, oh, it'll be three hours before they come come here. And the tow place is uh, ten minutes away. Yeah. And I one and my mechanic is next to them, so I'm just like, just tow me, come from there, tow me back, and that's it. Um, you guys all right? Yep. yep. Okay. You want to eat on? Uh, no, we're not we're cold. Good. We're good right now. Thank you so much. Um, we'll edit that out. No, I don't care. <laughs> I leave, I leave it. Out. The uh, so so what is it? The uh, you said the tow place was yeah. Right there. So so like they're saying this long time. So I get a guy from from like the from Ben Salem to come over and and from to go from where I was to. The tire place that's like two miles away because I ha- at least have a guarantee on my tires. So that was um, that ended up being uh, eighty dollars for the tow, and then um, yeah, the, like tow, the 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 replaced tire was eleven bucks, like eleven bucks oh. for the service because it oh. was guaranteed. Uh, but that's an ele- extra eleven dollars per tire when you get them, and then uh, but I need a new rim that was. Uh, a uh, hundred dollars, and then the you mean uh, not the hubcap, the ri- no oh, the, the rim because I'm rim. on alloy oh. rims, and so like because we put put the tire put the replacement tire right. on it, and it instantly lost air because the rim is too bent for it to make a seal, and so oh. but but yeah, it was just just ended up being a whole money pit thing, uh, but whatever, it's all done, and then all the the radiator stuff started, so it's like I'm still looking at new stuff, yeah, and like. It's funny. I'm looking between like sports cars and minivans. Like, <laughs> like, like a practical. I can store stuff, but then people ask me to move things, um, or I can have a sports car that's impractical and uh, expensive. This sounds, sounds kind of weird, but I also bought the car because there's someone parking in front of her house a lot. Yeah. And I just wanted to park the car in front of my house so that that person doesn't park there. Yeah. It's kind of stupid to buy a car. I, I didn't buy it for that main reason. No, but, but this guy, he he like like someone takes your parking spot in my yeah. area. There's limited parking. I understand, but he'll do it for like two weeks. He's an asshole. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's the one thing to do it for like a day or a weekend. Yeah, he does it like for like two or three weeks. Uh, yeah. So I got I, I the part of the reason why I get a car. I was like, I um, it's just like a parking in front of the house. So this guy, he uh, he doesn't have to park in front of the house anymore. No, I, I and then when that, I leave, my dad takes my spot. Yeah. So that at least one of us but has. I, it I too. think that's something like everybody like because you don't just see it. But you've know, been to your house before. You don't have that issue. You have no, your own. No, we do. Yeah, you do. People yeah. park in your driveway. Well, not not in the driveway. But the thing is that that you know every everybody's got basically more than one car because right. it, even if it's not like the the the. 
the couple that lives there or whatever, if it's like even if it's two people renting a house or if it's like a parent with kids that are working, like so so every one of those houses has at least more than one car, which means like um, and it's screwed up because there's only enough because the driveway basically would take up you have to you can't park in front of the driveway, so that takes up a space people could park in front of. So that only leaves one shared space for every two houses. Wow. So so my current next door neighbor doesn't have a car, but two houses over, that lady has her son and stuff, and uh, occasionally he'll have to park there, which I don't care. But the worst is we've had two neighbors that um, it's just like a husband – one is a husband-wife couple with two kids that aren't even old enough to drive, but he, he parks a giant – like Raptor work truck and stuff. Like in this, we have a cul-de-sac too. So like, there's an island to park in, and you can fit six cars in if you park like a respectable person. But the douchebags park like because there's no painted lines, so they'll park on these funny ass angles that like end up leaving two spaces left. So so we have that problem, and and there's one guy, this old asshole that everybody <laughs> on the block hates that has deliberately plowed over his lawn to cement it to make a, a driveway lot. If you ever notice in that corner of, of where I live, like like this guy has five cars. They're all rusty, beaten shit. And like, like it, 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 and like you can tell he loves the cars. Like they're old ass Porsches, but he doesn't take care of them. Uh, he's got a wood paneled station wagon. Just they look like shit. And he's just one sad old like. There are some people that the only thing that make them happy in life just, yeah. is taking up parking spots, and that's what the guy described. Yeah, like he's like you can tell he hates yeah. his life. He probably is like he's like he looks like he's like uh, as racist as it sounds. The, the Hispanics in my neighborhood are the fucking worst. They all have big vans. They mostly have one or two, and I don't know how many people in their house. If they have six people, yeah. it's like and then you figure. And the yeah. thing is, they want to take your parking spot. Like why not park it back in your yeah. house? It's right there. You can yeah. go right down the basement. And instead, they, and, and then like I said, they leave it there yeah. for two it's, weeks. It's, uh, so some people, they have nothing to do in their life, but it makes them happy to go, I, I got two spots. Or I got your I spot, even, boy. What you going to do? I'm going to park here for two weeks. It's summer. What you going to do? You going to Toby Guy, boy? That's a great <laughs> Hispanic accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know me, boy. Uh, you know, Pride Parade's coming up and stuff for those four Ricans. I got, got your spot, man. What you going to do? I got your spot, man. Come on. I see your dad's white. He gonna do shit, man. I'm gonna reach me. Come on. That's what like a Mexican. <laughs> Cheech Marin. There are there are at least a dozen Cheech Marins that live in my neighborhood. <laughs> oh god, I'm so tired. <laughs> oh my god. So, anyways, I bought a car just for that reason to do errands, which I could yeah, do. Yeah. I get exercise doing errands, but. You know, to do errands not, and shit. You're not really in close walking distance any grocery store. Well, no, Acme's uh, a good three blocks, and it's good exercise. I get more of a sweat going mm-hmm. in a plane of fitness. So I can still do that. Sometimes I'll still leave the car if I want to yeah. go to the dollar store. I'm not going to take the car and go up a block or something. No, I mean, that's but, wrong, but... Yeah, so anyways, I bought this car, but I also bought it to do live streaming and stuff. Um, yeah. And not jewelry riding or anything like that, but just... Uh, so anyways, we'll see we'll, we'll see what happens and do maybe one open mic a week. Yeah. Um, I went to Delaware with he and John. I did my first open mic in a year. Uh-huh. Bar 13 with Fedris. And um, the room was small. You've been there before. Yeah, I actually, me and Scott were there last yeah. week. We just went. Oh, you went? Okay. Mm-hmm. Just um, you and Scott or anybody else? Just me and Scott, yeah. Okay, so I, he has another room called Pietro's Pizza. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That room was big because that's an actual like, bar restaurant. Yeah. I was expecting to be like that. I went inside. I was like, oh. this is it? I was like, no. and the stage is like real small. And they put a big glass thing, which is cool. And it was fair to listen. We got on. Um, 
but it was just like I thought this place would be bigger, well, again, and then it's, it's only limited space. It's, so it's a, it's a bar, though. I mean, bars never are going to be like unless it's a sports bar that serves food. It's like any place that serves food is going to be bigger because they can also just get families that just want a damn meal, like yeah. uh, chicken and pizza and whatever. But um, yeah, the bar. I think it's a de- it's a decent sized bar. It's got a good performance space, and yeah. and that's not even packed because they're still distancing the tables and the spaces compared to before. I mean, it was just standing room and everybody's uh packed together in there um i did that was i think the last performance of uh open mic trump uh yeah. this was on yeah. stage there um yeah the thing is like i do like the way he runs it he's very fair on the list and um it's the only open mic that starts late i looked at the other open mics was one on monday one on wednesday and th- uh, tuesday and thursday yeah. so you could do one a week i mean one a day but um, they they start early, like six o'clock. Oh, like, yeah. No, like six seven o'clock. Right. You have to leave out. So that means you have I mean, to leave. That, and for a lot of people, that leave right after work. There's a lot of yeah. traffic. I mean, that that really is just but pan- that, pandering to the city comics that work and live there. So it's like, oh, work's done. They but they're not right in the city. They're, they're, they're in the city. I'm talking about Phoenixville. Oh, um, the one on Tuesday is in Roarsford, PA, and, and the one on Thursday is Williamsport, New Jersey. Dude, that, those are. Those are pretty far. For my house, I'm in the middle of everything. I live yeah. near I-95. Yeah. I live near Jersey Turnpike, and they're an hour from my house, like 33 yeah. miles. So I had the idea. They're um, the fourth furthest Great American Pub is the open mic in Phoenixville. I was like, we go to the closest one, which is 10 miles from my house, and that's for PA. We asked to start an open mic there, and we just do one or two shows, and we fuck the room up, and we just don't go, go yeah. back. It's like, what are they going to do? You know, it's like, it was like, hey, we want to start an open mic here. I want to do some shows here. And just live and say we could pack the room up and just oh, do like one or two like Bill Moe type of like disaster shows where it's like we all do 10, 15 minutes and then that's it. It's like what are they going to do? It's like yeah. you, know, you, you try it out. It doesn't work and just ask them. But a lot of places are trying to get their business back together. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, what about these open mic dickheads? We don't bring any money in, most of us. You know, we're, I mean, we do. We drink, but most comics don't but, drink. No, and it's like yeah. they don't make any money. That, so that's, that's the I'm trying to get my business back. And you want to tell ha-ha <laughs> You want to tell yuck, yuck jokes up there? You think I give a shit about your stand-up act, boy? <laughs> oh, oh, you miss um, – Last last week when we did the open mic there, did so, you before? By the way, no, I just I usually don't. But it was good that I didn't because Fenris came up to me first to see if I would sign up. So if I'd have signed up first, I'd have been in the spot that Scott was. Oh, oh Scott God. told me about it, but go ahead tell it. <laughs> so so it's like it's it's doing good. There's a table, I guess, of regular Delaware comics that that went up and kind of did their thing. And then Fenris gets up for to intro next, but he's like, uh, "This next person is a featured artist here. He's not not a comedian, but does uh, all the paintings you see around here, local artists, and does spoken word, and and um, and, and so so then you see this guy come up who you would think is like a tattoo artist. He is a big like uh, big heavy bald white guy with a uh, long gray uh, goatee. So beard. he was like Scott Terry if he was masculine, pretty much. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but it's but that's it. So so he's like and he's like he's not like he is he's overweight, but he's also like he's got arms that could like knock the head off a guy and stuff. And um, and he's wearing a he's wearing a kilt too, which you know means he's comfortable in his sexuality and yeah. like you know I, I'll beat you with my dick if I have to <laughs> like and he's got like black combat boots on and um, and he's like fifty something going on sixty but looks like again he could beat the shit out of anyone there um, uh, stomps on stage and then starts doing like 
he's like, um, I'm just letting you know I'm, I'm not a comedian. I like to do slam poetry, but yeah, this, it's uh, not comedy. And But here we go. And he's like, uh, the bombs are dropping people in the air. Uh, people just don't seem to care. Oh, the world. It sounds like, like Bruce, Sp- Bruce Springsteen. Like, kind of, yeah. Like, oh, 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 oh. No music, just like this super macho dude given spoken word poetry that sounds like um, a high school student. Like, you know. Please present your your uh, like I want you to do uh, a history presentation on the bombing of Fallujah, uh, but present it in a creative way. And so it's like it, it was like it just seemed kind of juvenile. And then he's like, I got time for one more. And then like, I'm a man, but I'm not the man that you want me to be. I'm the man that you see. Uh, yeah, I I'm not the man in Cosmo, but I will tease you. I will please you. I will. Blah, blah, blah. And like, and it's just like, oh, and as this is go, so, 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 you know, everybody, and you can, uh, like, everybody's eyes are scanning each other, seeing, like, who's going to crack up? Because you can hear some, like, some people, like, <laughs> holding back a laugh. Um, but it was good. They were respectful. But the other thing, too, that just kind of made it hard to laugh where, like, the jaw was dropping was, uh, so before this, there was a funny, uh, uh, a funny mixed uh, co- mixed race comedian that was up there talking about how he likes like certain different types of girls and um, and he and he was joking he's like um, he's like you know I like girls that are freaks you know like like white girls with red hair and hot pants and he's like leaning forwards and looking and you see at the at the bar yeah. is this girl with red hair and red leather pants and like just a bikini top and she's talking. To that dude, the, uh, the poetry man, and and so this is before we knew he was even the poetry man because it's like it's like oh I guess he like tattoos them even though I don't see any tattoos on them. And then the other girl that was there, uh, so because because the guy the comedian repeated, he's like, I said white girls with red hair and yeah. and leather and and like he's like or black girls with blue hair and because there was a what looked like a black girl with blue hair. Yeah. I said, excuse me, what did you say? And he's like, I said I like black girls, but you think I'm black? This girl, any anyone looking would probably make the same assumption. Um, but at the same time, made me think like, well, what is she just wearing like very good black face? And if so, why why is she getting offended? Like, <laughs> but it maybe just, I mean, it's possible they were together. Maybe it was a bit. No, but I think it was also part of a uh, just like going beyond trans thing of just like uh, I don't identify as anything. I identify as a robot anime. Yeah. Uh, so so like it was it was just kind of b- bizarre and uncomfortable. But then that comedian guy was still he he just laughed and like rolled it off and and because we were just like wow like what a what a crazy girl um, and then seeing them both talk to this dude though and then realize like like I, I, oh and when he gets up to perform they both get their cell phones out and they're both taking like multiple angles of like live streaming his slam poetry and and right. so it's like like you know you can't really laugh because it's like. Here's all these dudes that are like, I'm, I'm going to be like a comedian. I'm going to be like Daniel Tosh or I'm going to be like John Mulaney or something. And, and like, here's this big dude doing slam poetry and he's got the only girls in the bar. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I've seen people try to do improv in this room. And it's just, you know, people expect to do stand up and then and people do improv. Yeah. I mean, they've gotten laughs. I've seen some comics get laughs, but it's yeah. also been really bad too where I remember these young guys came out and one of the guys was like, 
can I get someone from the audience? It's one of his friends. We yeah. didn't know it. And he sits down. And he goes, I'm going to uh, dictate everything in your life. Give me three things about it. And he goes, uh, I like to collect Star Wars. And then he gives So he starts doing his voice. And then his friend is recorded by the camera. He starts doing a voice. And we're just looking around like, we don't know what's going on. And then it bombed. And they ran out and just jumped in the car and just hightailed out. It was like my second, third year in comedy. Yeah. But it was just like, you try to, I mean, comedy open mics are just comedy. Yeah. And you could try other things. But uh, but but even but some people in the audience actually don't want to hear jokes. But if you, I feel like the one exception is if you play a guitar. Like oh. if you play guitar, you do music, people will probably accept that more than a guy yeah. doing well, I poetry. Think, I think or, the, tr- the trouble with like, Doing a like because that's a variety show. Like when it's like a full open mic, anything goes. Um, it's people people get into a rhythm because yeah, usually comedians will find it's like blood in the water and stuff. The comedians will find any available open mic and do comedy, even if it mostly is like poetry slams or like interpretive dance pieces and stuff. But then it undercuts the comedy because then it's just like you're not it, – it, it's like a cold open if you have to follow somebody who was just doing a their, – their act was like doing devil sticks to an Enya song or something. Um, and then after that, even if they had a funny joke, you instantly forget them because then you have a, a dude in a kilt doing slam poetry about Cosmo. And it, So it, how did Scott do? Oh, yeah. So he had to follow that. So, so no, no laughter. You know, the guy gets his claps. It's like you know, good on you, dude. You did you did your thing. You've got these girls, whatever. Even though they seem psycho, um, and then <laughs> and then on top of it for Scott, like like he could have made it work. He really could have. He he let that get to him because he this this bar stage has like like two foot wide, like like it's literally a foot wide steps leading up to it. And Scott has cerebral palsy, so he can't go up the steps, and there's no railing to it. Yeah. So he's trying. He, we we did a dry run beforehand. He's like he's like um, not to be gay, but I might need your help, like hand, taking the ha- getting the hand up the yeah. steps. And I was like, um, no problem. I'm like, and you know, you can work it into the act. You may not want to do the. Uh, the gay thing because uh, dude it's 2021 get over right. it but um, but you know he could have even done it the way fucking Jane Silent Bob did a decade ago this is my hetero life partner Bill like helping me up the stairs and because uh, that's what, what like the the claps die down Scott starts uh, shambling over to the steps uh, I just kind of hold my arm out like like a railing and he braces himself to go up and then uh, the way Ogan's like, just, you know, I'm not gay. I have cerebral palsy, and that's my friend holding me up. And it's like he just told the truth, like just flat out, like didn't turn it into a joke, and and then also showed a little bit of homophobia. So, <laughs> so not a great. That's start. that Northeast Philly here. That's why we don't like Northeast yeah. comics here. They make fun but, of that kind of stuff. But he he ends up. Uh, so, and then I don't know. His he he just couldn't find his rhythm after that. And got a little like just pissed off and just ended things early and that was it. Like oh yeah, he told me Ferris came up and said, "Hey man, you could have did more time." Yeah, because he, he, he ended really, like a minute too early. Yeah, that's he, the other thing about Northeast comics. They don't have five minutes. Not real comics like us. They just do whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. He told me about it. Yeah, I mean that room's good. I mean it's it's, it's and I do they they do start at the time nine o'clock. Even though it's a little bit late for us Northeasters because we usually end at that time. Well, it's good to. I mean, for those commuting, it's it's time to yeah, it's good. get home, relax. Get your shit ready yeah. and then get down there. Yeah, the other mics, they're too early. But two more things before we wrap yeah. this up. I had a job interview before this, and it was in the area. 
and the guy it, it was for um, a printing and scanning company like that entry it was a medical company uh-huh. but the job was scanning uh, doing some printing and uh, you do that entry so I meet with the guy and uh, I find this job on Indeed and the guy's like uh, you know I meet with this guy and he kind of looks like Harold from your job as a taller <laughs> yeah. and you know but he's like whatever and we're talking this stuff. And he's just telling me about the company. He's like, yeah, we're a really great company. He's like, you know, we, uh, we're we friendly here. Blah, blah. And then through the day, he goes, so what we do is, he's like, the schedule's 8.30 to 5, right, on the Friday. I'm like, all right, that's good. And he goes, um, he goes, and Tuesday and Thursday, what we do is we take your lunch break away, right? But on Friday, we'll let you leave an hour early, okay? But it's a really great company. And Wednesdays, they bring in free, the boss brings in free pizza for everybody. So I'm thinking, the reason why they bring in free pizza on Wednesday is because, they want you to eat and get back to work. Yeah, yeah. So you're not really going to get a lunch break here. Yeah. Maybe Monday you get a lunch break, and then you get to leave an hour early on Friday. But it's like they want you to work a whole eight uh, and a half hour yeah, day. Yeah. And then he goes, he goes, yeah, after like a year, you know, you get sick time and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. I prefer if you didn't use it. He's like, we're not, we're not looking for somebody who's just going to like, oh, I want to take a day off because it's uh, nice out. Blah, blah. So I'm I, like, they don't give you a lunch break here. No, they yeah, don't yeah. give. They don't want you to take any sick time. They're like, yeah, we're a great company yeah. here. We're like real friendly. It's yeah. a great atmosphere. And I'm like, I didn't get the job anyways. No, no, but I had, right. like, I like when they try to sell themselves. And they're uh, the saying, oh, yeah. by the way, we're pieces of shit here. Uh, we yeah. just want you to work the whole day without yeah. eating. So you might want to eat before you, you know, come in. I don't know. We've just in the past we've had people that find it miserable and look for any excuse not to be here. We don't want you to be one of those because we're great. Those people, they're shit. You know what? Who wouldn't want to work more than eight hours every day and not eat? And then he had to never say this later. He goes, he goes. I'm looking for someone's going to be sharp or precise. I'm like, well, if I'm not eating all day, the reason why you get a lunch break is because yeah. your brain fucks up when you're hungry. You feel yeah. weak. Yeah. You feel you're already tired. You feel you know empty headed. Yeah. Yeah. And you might feel like you know. It's like, and then you want me to work a whole fucking day without eating. They want yeah. me to be sharp and precise yeah. and be alert. And it's yeah. like. You know, it, it's like I don't need a fucking hour lunch break. Just give me no, half an hour to let no. me play with my phone. You know, eat food. Let me play with my phone. Yeah. All you can ask for is employees. Give me my lunch break. Pay me on time. Yeah. And don't treat me too much like a piece of shit. Right. I mean, what else do you? What else yeah. do you ask for? But they yeah. can't. Some of these places can't do that. No, like, we're no. a great company. Oh, no. we're real friendly here. Or even even <laughs> even my place, which like it's it's overall good and stuff, but it's like there's no set lunch break. And I'm like, well, you know, we can't, we can't really do that. I'm like, why not? Every, every other place seems to do it, and um, and I'm like, every, like a, a, a freaking a, a, a Wawa or like for those outside of the Philly Jersey <laughs> area, like a Seven Eleven even should should like I think give give like the lunch break and stuff because there, there's somebody else at work like a shitty uh, a CVS or Rite Aid or whatever too like it's just they don't have a lot of excuse me they don't have a lot of people working but they know like alright just get somebody else that can cover while this person has a has a friggin minute to shit and decompress and then get their shit back together because yeah otherwise uh, and and what they don't get too is because they're like, well, I don't get it, you know. Like, I'm I'm at my desk all day too. I'm working, and that's different though yeah. than a job where you're on your feet, which I am. And and like, I see the people that everyone else there works at the desk, and yeah, they're like kind of snacking and eating, taking breaks between the phone calls and stuff. But I have to deal with every customer that walks in, and the second that it's slow and I go and heat something up, as soon as it's done, that's when I have to go help someone and come back to my cold-ass food. Yeah. <laughs> like, and there's literally no they, – they made it where there's no 
lunchroom or anything. Like I have to push shit off a shelf just to stand at a shelf. Like well, because of COVID, you know, we can't use the no, not even, we can't even, use the fridge. Even before all. that, it's just, <laughs> oh, okay. this this place has no spot for anything that's convenient for anyone who doesn't have a desk job. Everyone at a desk has their little space, but everyone in the warehouse, it's just like. Um, let me throw this on the floor, and then I'll use the empty crevice to as a standing table to eat. Yeah, I, I just hate jobs like that. So I, yeah. I, I don't need hour much, but yeah. uh, you know, I had a, well, we have a government job. We work through yeah. tax season. That's, we had eight. We had twelve yeah. stacks of mail, and because of the government job, they give you you know two twenty minute breaks, yeah. and they give you a forty five minute lunch, even though it's super busy, yeah. and they let you leave sometimes well, early on Friday. Out, and that's outside. a government job, so that's different because that's like a, a special privilege yeah. job. But when you have these jobs, no. it's like we're really busy. It's like yeah, we get no. it. every company's busy, yeah. but you can take yeah. a half an hour. The, to let somebody the other eat. thing too, the the way I've tried to explain it is is like you look at Amazon where they're starting people at fifteen an hour. They do have set lunch rate. Like they're doing everything they can to keep you know they want workers they know they need workers because like they're a huge company but even smaller ones like the right aids like the petcos and pet smarts and uh toys uh no there's no toys <laughs> anymore but what every retail job i worked it was still part of some giant company there was shitty stuff to it but they understood that like hey the way we get away with shit pay is just let the person have you know even if you're not paying them for that half hour they need it to function and so like that's that's what you get and and i would try to argue them like you look at every company that's like so when they, when they have meetings at your job every yeah. job has meetings you actually bring it up no that's the other thing too they don't even because oh, they're, they're like we tried having meetings nobody showed up i'm like because you do it at 8 30 in the morning and no one here but you is a morning person <laughs> i was like really like look at everyone else here we all we'll all stay later we stand there usually um like twice a week we'll stay there for like 15 minutes after work talking about the shit we had to deal with and how we can fix and change it which like they're like this is why we should have meetings and and because uh, we actually come up with good shit but it ends up being all in the afternoon once we dealt with all the problems and just and it works like we end up making it better for the next day but like when they're like yeah you know let's try and do this in the morning and everyone's just like fuck no like sleep is more important just like taking time to eat and shit is and <laughs> yeah I mean I had a college campus job we didn't give you a lunch break most of the days but the problem was the post office we had to get the mail from was an hour yeah. late it was like deaf comedy jam you would go there and there was cracking jokes and they would say oh by the way your mail's gonna be an hour late and if you were an hour late your route was an hour late so I had to wait in the parking lot for an hour and then the time you got back to the mail, the two mail cells and sorted the mail, you, it was already 12 o'clock and you had to start your route. Mm-hmm. And then if you didn't get your lunch break, the guy would let you leave a half an hour early, but you decided to work an eight and a half hour, eight hour day without eating. Mm-hmm. And then I left that job yeah. to go to this other job. I, I didn't give him two weeks to notice. I completely fucked him over. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, whatever. They treat me like shit there. But one last thing before we wrap this up. I maced myself by accident today. Oh, and you might think that, oh, you're like, this is yeah. good. You know, it just happened before. You said, no, really today I was at the park. Yeah. And I was like, I haven't shot my mace since I first got it. So here it is right here. And I got the cap on it, so hopefully I don't mace it. But it's a little basic. It was actually a target yeah, yeah. for $9. He just John has my other one. I dropped it in his car. Yeah. So I, uh, I don't know how this happened. So I was at the park today. I ate something in the morning. I aim it. You know, like this, kind of like on an angle. I spray it. I don't know how it happened. The wind. Uh, and when, I, when it hit me in the face, by the way, yeah. it didn't hit me in the forehead. Or yeah. those directly snake <laughs> eyes, right in the fucking eye. And before it burned, I went. 
I screamed like a bitch, and of course it burned, and I had water luckily with me. I've yeah, had yeah. water, and we were fucked. I always bring water with me to the yeah. park, and I put water in my eyes and stuff. And it took a good 20 minutes yeah. or so, 25 minutes to go away, yeah. but yeah, it hurt. Oh, yeah. And it fucking hurt his pepper spray. And you might think, what do you carry pepper spray for? Mm-hmm. Well, it's I'm a rapist, so yeah. I'm the rapist who, ra- who pepper yeah, so sprays that, women. That's how I get the... <laughs> no, this isn't fun. But no, it's, it's... I mean, yeah, in the same... Have you ever been based before? Or yes, ever... actually, as a kid. So did you play with it by accident? Yes, I, I found it in... Um, I, 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 it's like one of the earliest childhood memories. I must have been in like... Uh, kindergarten or first grade, so I'm five or six, but I can remember this because, like, uh, I forget why, like, my mom's pocketbook was upstairs in my room, and, um, and I'm just, like, looking in it, because I'm five or six years old, yeah. like, this is before you look in the stuff, like, because kids will do that now, looking for their parents' cell phone, right. and I looked, and I was like, oh, like, uh, like, this... I see it's a spray bottle. This must be like my mom's perfume and stuff, and she smells nice. So I went to spray it and end up spraying it's, it's spraying mace and blinding myself, run out of the room, cry, and then I'm I'm upstairs and I hit hit the wall and roll down the steps uh. and stuff. So like like that that's uh, yeah. So I've, I it's it's been a good while. So yeah. I don't have a fre- the freshest memory of the field. Right. But oh, I know yeah. it's you know you're just like it's worse oh. to get a shampoo the eyes. You know you get shampoo the eyes as a kid. Just, that hurts, but yeah. the, but this is worse. The you know, burning the, the, yeah, the yeah. burning. Like uh, yeah, because I mean, it, like the sensation of eating a terrible ass hot sauce that's not enjoyable and just ass in the tub. Remember? Yeah. At your, and, at uh, uh, California City, okay. I was there with you. Yeah. Me, Tony, and you. You oh, had ass in the tub, God. and then you took like three shits with us in your place, which yeah. you didn't had to do. But it was yeah. literally what the scripture was: the, ass in the tub. So, so perfect that, description of. What a fucking hot sauce is that? In, so, so like, just kind of like the idea of getting that in the eyes or something, or like that was in the ass. That was in the ass. in the eyes. <laughs> um, yeah, mace, mace, ain't no joke. But it's weird too, though. That apparently the people that what are on like PCP or that are actually super drunk can't feel it. So it's not if it, that's why they have uh, the other type of mace or, or pepper spray because it actually will do more damage even than yeah and there are laws against it like I watch live streamers and it's funny because there are grown men who carry mace with them that's where I got the idea yeah. from and because they have a selfie stick in their hand and if someone fucks with it you know there's yeah. only so much you can do you can either drop your phone yeah. or you you know and um, you know one guy maced a bunch of people this guy slapped the phone yeah. the guy was like you only, certain laws are like only if you're getting beaten up or attacked you're not supposed to just mace someone who's fucking with you no, but yeah. they have maced people just for like pressing them you know and there's certain laws against it but yeah, it's yeah. good at least threaten people with it you know at least let you know like how fucking base because most people are like oh shit yeah i don't want yeah, base. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to have some sort of protection because yeah. most people don't carry any kind of uh protection but listen the josh cast 500 is coming up oh, and I, I don't want to do a hacky five-hour episode like it's 500 <laughs> episodes that's too long oh, i don't listen okay. to the show if i'm lucky for 10 minutes but i would like to get you he just john and bill miller yeah. and if scott and jace want to do it they could come in for a cameo uh, that's in a couple of weeks. We're up to like okay. 494 episodes of this show. Oh, I've been doing this for like 10 and a half years. I should have stopped it. And, it, and it, you know what? The name of my show is terrible. It's Josh Cast. And I Googled that name before I started yeah. it. No one had that podcast. Yeah. But it's the most hackiest idea to come up with. Like, my name is Josh, yeah. and I do yeah. a podcast. Josh Cast. 
Right? Really? It's the, yeah. <laughs> and then there's like the good news is I'm the number one Josh Cast on YouTube because if you type in Eddie Josh Cast, my ugly mug comes up. So other people try to start a podcast on yeah. uh, on YouTube, but then they stop because they realize, oh, people are just gonna find his show. Yeah, yeah. So I'm the asshole who took it, which is <laughs> cool. So I might as well just keep it at this point. You're a patent troll. You just sit on. It's like I came up with the idea for buttons on game controllers. You gotta pay me if you wanna put buttons on your game controller. But maybe in a couple weeks from up we'll do the Josh Cast five hundred. Yeah. Do like an hour episode or hour and a half here. We do video, and uh, we try to come out a couple topics each. But we'll see if that happens. But if it doesn't, whatever. But thanks for coming out, Will. Thanks for Thank doing you. the show. I miss uh, having you on the show. I miss having anybody on this show. <laughs> it's just me. Nobody wants to hear. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. I hope you like this one. Will, any final words? Any final thoughts? Uh, any <laughs> buyer beware. There you go. Do your research. Bring a scanning tool with you. I didn't have a mechanic with me, but bring a scanning tool with you. And... Or at least a person so so you don't get shipped by a Turk. Yeah. And if the check engine light comes on, do not buy the car. If the guy says you can make it to Florida and they have an accent, they're scamming you. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We're out.